Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Sievers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us. Pastor Corey, it's good to be back with you in the uh, Hilltop studio here. Tim, Uh, I immediately need to apologize. We are in my... uh, No, we are in the the studio, studio, and it is a very disheveled studio right now. And uh, usually I try to either hide some of my dishevelment or... (laughs) clean it up but neither of those things happened here well you know um, and, you've and, had one of those days that's kind of gotten away from you too where yeah, you have yeah, a plan yeah maybe a week or maybe, or a, maybe month. a week maybe a month <laughs> but so, uh, you know where you make a plan and then it goes to pieces yeah yeah <laughs> so, oh, well you, you and i talked we're gonna do this at this time this at this time and now everything's um, other things have happened so uh but uh, here we are, yeah. Hilltop Studio. Yeah, I was just thinking, the last time we recorded, I'm nearly certain there was a pile of snow and the plows were going by, Yeah. and now we don't have anything out there. No, I mean, there's still a glacier out there. There are some pockets but where Melting, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. on that, the north side of the most, church. Uh, most everything is gone, and yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, so uh, still January, but soon to just be Just barely, yep. Yeah. And in February, we'll have Ash Wednesday at the end of the month. We're, we'll be talking more about that. We don't need to go super in-depth no, about that today. it is coming up, yeah. yeah. Ash Wednesday is the start of Lent. Yeah. That period kind of leading up to Easter. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we had a uh, fun call this morning with a ministry colleague about Ash Wednesday and Lent. Yeah. It's not something we do very often, like consult with other churches i know it was, it was we, a little we, strange like tim and i on a speakerphone call what do you call those yeah, conference call Confer- or yeah it was yeah. a conference call a conference tim, call from palouse sharing our wisdom wisdom and expertise <laughs> yeah so uh no anyway. but that's exciting though it's you know i really appreciated that because uh i think it's important to share with other churches and communities, the things that we're doing. And, and this uh, other pastor had questions about how have we integrated Ash Wednesday into our church and our community and, and why we do it even. And so that gives us an opportunity to reflect on the reasons we do it, to affirm those, and then to share with somebody else and provide some knowledge and, and direction about maybe they want to, you know, they're considering doing an Ash Wednesday service themselves for the first time. So... Here's how we do it. Just some ideas to get them started, and maybe they use that. Maybe it's just a launching pad for something else because they need to connect with their community in a different way. But what a great, I mean, body of Christ working together. It's awesome. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's cool. So we, um, to transition to... That's such a smooth one there, Corey. Yeah. I mean, just... yeah, the best way to do a transition is to just say, say, now no, we will transition. transition. Uh, we're going to talk Gotta about... work on that. <laughs> Oh no! Okay. Oh no! Mary's Okay. Uh, I my mind just went. You you were blank. transitioning. Uh, stop! I'm not. Uh, so we want to talk about worship. 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 Because worship. we yes. are doing a series series called Passion Fueled Basics of a Healthy Life for our Sunday morning. Um, sermon series and and some of the bible studies are doing this uh, and we've covered basics like uh baptism yes scripture, scripture. aka the bible. the bible uh and then last week you did the lord's supper yeah aka eucharist aka communion do you have another one? i don't okay. <laughs> there's probably one. uh 
And now we are going to do worship. Yeah. So what is worship? Why is it a, a, a basic of, of a healthy life as a follower of Christ? And so I'm preaching this Sunday. Uh, From everybody's favorite book. Amos. 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 Check it out. Check it's it there out. there in the Old Testament. <laughs> Hasn't left. Hasn't left. Been there for a long time. Yeah. And uh, Amos the... was a shepherd from Tico. <laughs> yes. Not our Tico. Not our Tico. <laughs> they would have said Tacoa, probably, but he he was a prophet from outside the institutional system. You know, he wasn't par- part of the uh, royal class, so to speak. Uh, mm. And um, like Isaiah was kind of a prophet who was, he wasn't corrupt in any way, Isaiah, but he, Isaiah was welcome in you know, the hierarchy. Right, right. The important people's places. Amos was like from the outside, more like a John the Baptist saying, y'all got problems, <laughs> right? You know, so you maybe, clean up your maybe he was from Tico. Or, yeah, maybe. Or, um, on the outside of, you know, the metropolises yeah, here of Palouse. And... He's, he's, you know, famous for calling people fat cows and um, things like that. Oh, maybe boy, those weren't his exact words, yeah. but you cows of Bashan and... And, he, and um, so, yeah, Amos 5, 21 through 24 is uh, one of the scriptures. And I can just give you a, a little snippet here, Tim. And if, if anybody wants to know where Amos is, it is in um, the, the Bible. And it's in the Old Testament. It's part of the is it 12 this? minor prophets right after Joel or Joel. Or Joel. Uh, and it's right before what? Do you remember, Tim? Oh, remember? I was thinking about something else, so let's see. Um, He's, he's like, ice cream. Sorry for ice cream. That's what I was thinking. Thank you, Tim, for going through. You gotta go through them all. Funny how our brain works that you can't just like do that. So Amos has some tough words for the people of God to hear. And the tough words I picked out, and keep in mind, this is a sermon on what is worship. Uh, but God inspired Amos to say this, I hate, I despise your feasts. I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the peace offerings of your fattened animals, I will not look upon them. Take away from me the noise of your songs. To the melody of your harps, I will not listen. But let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Mm-hmm. So he has a positive vision of justice there at the end of that section in Amos 5. But he has a pretty critical um, uh, view of, of their feasts or their worship. They're, 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 um, they're trying to pretend to be good when they're not yeah. good and God's not impressed. Yeah, something's gone awry here. Something's gone awry. Yes. You said that on purpose. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> anyway, yes, something's gone awry. They 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 are uh they have the form of godliness, but they they are not impressing God. He is not impressed by their songs and their sacrifices. And and you know, you know it reminds me of something go ahead. Go ahead, Tim. No, I don't want to interrupt. Okay. Well, it reminds me of something Jesus said, sure. that he's also quoting the Old Testament, but he says, uh, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Go and mm, learn what this yeah, means. Yeah. You know, that I, uh, I'm not impressed by your um, self-important sacrifices and 
that I I want you to become merciful people essentially. And yeah. uh, you know, if we if we have the best sounding worship services, but our, whatever's happening in our worship services aren't causing us to be more like God, uh, practicing his ways of mercy and justice and love and goodness and kindness, then whatever's happening with the songs and and festivals we have, even the Lord's Supper, we could say. Mm, yes. Yeah, even you know, we may be practicing these things, but if we're doing it uh, for our for our own glory uh, or to uh, to just be really religious, then God's not impressed. Right. So, yeah. why did I pick this scripture to teach about what is worship? Well, because it's good. Yeah, because it's good. <laughs> well, you have to come good. Sunday and find out. No, <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. gonna talk about it a little yeah. bit here. Well, you know, I, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Because these things that the people are doing are things that God has commanded them to do, right? You know, they're, yeah. they're gathering together in yeah, worship. Totally. They're off, doing their offerings. They're, you know, singing psalms and whatever, you know. These are all things that they're supposed to be doing. And God then get, comes back to them and says, well, I hate, I hate what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's why I said something's going to rye. And, and so there's something in their worship that's not quite right right do you and think they were picking the wrong songs tim pro- probably they were using the wrong hymnal wrong key um, the ro- maybe the wrong key yeah the, that's the, what it is yeah that could have been it no i i think it probably <laughs> something deeper you know, something a little bit deeper yeah. and yeah you know about the their hearts and their approach and like you were talking about you know are they doing it to puff themselves up essentially or uh, look at me and my righteousness and how well i worship and, and when when worship is supposed to be about glorifying God and and bringing attention and honor and glory to Him, not to us as His people. So, so I, but it's good to have a negative example. I think of like, yeah, this isn't the right way to do it. Do you remember the song that was popular back in our day called? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, and I don't remember the right title, but I'm coming back to the heart of worship. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And was that by Delirious? Maybe other people sang it too. A lot of people sang yeah, it. I, yeah. I remember Michael W. Smith had yeah. it, and I'm sure it was yeah. covered by tons of people. I, I remember the Delirious yeah, okay. version yeah. too, and and W. Michael yeah. W. But uh, so, uh, so this the lyrics of that song are great, and you can, you can Google Internet search them. But um, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's, it's all about you. It's all about you, not, and it, not Corey. Not no, it's all about God. It's all about God. You God, and and he says, uh, "It's not about a song." I'm not getting the lyrics just right, but uh, you search much deeper within through the way things appear. You're looking into my my heart. heart. Um, That our our heart attitude is really important in worship. Um, You know, the the music could be off. it could not be very flashy. The smoke machine can be broken that day, and you could still uh, glorify God, right? Yeah. Uh, My know, smoke you, machine's been perpetually broken. Yeah, it's we really haven't had a good smoke machine here ever. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he he cares about our hearts, and, and worship is for God's glory, yeah. but he is trying to... He wants us to, uh, to have the right attitude in worship. And I think right. what's going on yeah. in, in Amos is there... Their attitude, excuse me, their approach, their attitude is stinks. all wrong. Yeah. Stinks. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it stinks. Quite And literally. that's what the, that's doesn't what smell says. Good. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't smell good to me. Smell test. Yeah. So um, we want God to delight in in our 
uh, in our worship. In our worship, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that needs to come from a real authentic place and a humble place and a place that understands and recognizes who God is and who we are and doesn't elevate ourselves to his his place. Right. How yeah. in the world could that happen? Like, I mean, we would ever say that we're in the place of God and yet um, it seems like we can we can find ourselves in that place where we we're doing worship for our own warm fuzzy feelings yep. uh, or just out of habit you know some yep. Christians can yep. get to the place where they people expect them to be there or it's just what they do and I think we have to examine those things uh, habits aren't bad but but if you're doing it because, well, I never miss church, so that's why I go. It's like, but are you also doing this because you love, love God? Because you love God. <laughs> and you want to honor him? And you want to thank yeah, him? Yeah. And he's worthy to be praised? Yeah. Um, or is it just because, well, I always go to church and my parents went to church? and You know, that's not good that's enough. That's not good enough. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, the people of God in Amos, that, Amos's time, that's not good enough to say, well, we're Israelites. We've always done the festivals. We've got to keep doing it. We know how to do them really well. Yeah, it's not um, about doing... Yeah, it's not about doing it well. It's about doing it right. Right. Just different. Yeah. Yeah, it is different. <laughs> At least in my head, it's, yeah. that's, that's it is. But, uh, not yeah. about doing it well, but about doing it right. So. Amen. Trademark. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Hebrews twelve twenty eight says, Let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. Mm. And then verse 29 says, for our God is a consuming fire. That That's yeah. Hebrews 12, 28, 29. Uh, that, that there is such a thing as acceptable worship that we're supposed to offer to God um, something that comes out of reverence of God, awe of God. Like, I, um, and and um, we... we we need to think about that. So that's why we're having a basic sermon about it. Is our, is our daily personal attitude towards God one where we are actually in awe of Him and we revere Him? Is our our weekly get-togethers? Are we as a corporate group, a congregation? Are we, are we actually in awe of God? Um, you know, we there's a I don't know. There's a temptation to get out of awe. Yeah. Awless. And, and, you know, sometimes I think when we come to church too, there's just, there's a lot of people in a lot of different places. And some may be in awe and, and really in tune with the Holy Spirit. And so they're, they're worshiping in reverence and awe, and that's great. And then sometimes we come to church... And life is just kind of weighed us down. You know, we've got the burdens of life kind of weighing us down. And maybe even we don't feel like worshiping or want to worship. Maybe we just don't want to do it. So what do we, this is just random, I guess. It's just like, how do you, all those people are all in the same place at, at any given time. And we're, we're not, not, we're not perfect. You know, sometimes we come and we're not quite right. Do we still try to worship? Do we just, um, how, how does somebody who's not, who's kind of weighed down by that get in the right place? Mm, yeah. I don't, you, you weren't prepared to talk about no, that. I no, no. I, I, mean, I, I think that's really... something I think about most weeks is like that everybody is coming here today from a different place. 
Some people from a deep place of pain or discouragement. Mm. Some people will be becoming. But that can be a place of worship too. That deep pain and stuff, right? I mean, that's absolutely. I think some of the times where God really has, or where I've sensed God's presence and leading the most, is in those difficult times because I'm really searching. Um, And I wish, you know, Tim, why don't you carry that same desire and that same searching? Every day, you know, not just in the hard times, you know, yeah. but to always be looking after that. And I know. yeah, you, 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 my typical opening prayer, and, and I, I try to pray from the heart, so it's hopefully different every week. But something that always comes to my mind and my heart as I as when I pray to open right, worship right. is that the Holy Spirit would meet us here mm. where people are at, and I might say it differently different weeks, but I really believe that 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 the the worship of God is really spirit led. We aren't just mustering up the will to worship. Right. We're we're yielding to the Holy Spirit of God, who's been given into the lives of believers, the the people of the church, and and uh, so when we gather corporately, we're only talking right, about right, corporate right, worship right. Yes, sorry. right now. And, but uh, there is that that invitation and acknowledgement, surrender to the Spirit. Um, meet us in our weakness. Meet mm. us as we are. Uh, and if we're here proud, that means humble us, you know. Mm, yeah. And I don't always say that out loud, but I know I have to think that for myself often, like uh, especially before preaching, like, okay, this is about what you once said, God, and this is about you being lifted up. So That's, get me out of the way, yeah. you know. Uh, I like that you, you said that, you, you know, it's this uh, place of yielding, um, yielding to the Spirit and, and that's something I think if we're, we can pray for as we enter the worship. If we're come, if we, if we come into the room, if our corporate worship, we're burdened with the weight of the world and all that are all that's going on in our lives, and we're not, we don't want to worship or whatever. That's something we can pray for, though, right? right. But that God's Spirit would, would help us to yield our lives and to, to uh, surrender to His Spirit in these in these moments that we are able to gather. You know, I got to give Mark Sawyer a shout out here on this exact point. Mark, awesome. Way to go, Mark. <laughs> because he said something, and maybe it was in a prayer too, or maybe it was a discussion or both years ago, where he's, because I had prayed something like, God, just, you know, if people are coming here distracted or weighted down, kind of alleviate them that and help them just focus on you. And and I think it was a conversation, and maybe it then turned into a prayer of you saying, what have we thought about that differently, that as they come, distracted weighed down that instead of praying that god would help them for an hour or whatever not think about it instead you know give that to the master Mm -hmm. let them see how god could enter into that struggle that anxiety that burden um and even the distraction Mm -hmm. you know admit your distraction when you come to worship admit what's on your mind even if it's the football game or, or the dinner you're preparing or something much much weightier just admit it before god as you are and and uh, I got to give it to Mark. That has really informed me as I talk to people about worship and even as I, I pray for them and think about what we're going through. Um, but worship isn't just as a group. And we're going to talk about this more on Sunday. We think of worship as the worship ceremony you know, that we have together. But, but worship can be a private uh, affair. We can, we can also see our our lives as an ongoing uh, as an ongoing act of worship towards God. And so we're going to explore that Sunday as well. Like we can 
we can live for an audience of one, as the saying goes. I don't mm-hmm. know who made that up, the audience of one mentality, but it's a really good idea that we're we're daily living to praise God. So you and I drive school bus. I don't right. think that's a secret. Uh, and I was thinking about this today. Can't be a secret when we wear those coats. That we yeah, have. we wear bright orange you know. coats and have a great time. Yeah. Uh, but thinking like, do I drive in a way that honors God? You know, that is glorifying to God. Obviously, I'm not preaching when I'm driving a public school bus. But am I am I doing my job as good as I can, keeping the kids safe, making sure the kids feel uh valued mm, yeah, and yeah keeping order too right <laughs> uh you know uh you know, driving within the laws of the land uh yeah. driving within the rules of the the district uh treating other employees well i mean all those things can be seen as acts of worship in a sense sure. if i'm doing them to glorify god no if i'm doing them all that people would praise huh. me Corey i could take all those same things right yeah, yeah. and that's where it's and about attitude again yep. and back to amos like it's, it, you know, look at me, God, look how humble of a bus driver <laughs> I am, you know, uh, and I think worship is partly about self-forgetfulness uh, in a way, mm, you know, yeah. you're doing something that's very good for you, worship is very good for you, but you're, it's good for you because you're not making yourself the, the center of it, the you're center making of God. God in his rightful place as center. Yeah, um, which is something we should be doing, not just on Sunday morning when we gather for an hour or two in church, but every day and all through yeah. our lives. More likely two hours when Tim preaches. But... I learned from the best. The master. <laughs> oh, wow. That was that was a good repartee. Just, <laughs> wham, bam. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, so we're going to talk Sunday about worship for all of life and you know if you're a parent out there uh, or a grandparent mentor how did, how does this impact your family um, your role in the family for you and and youngsters that might be in your family so there'll be some dimension of that uh, if you are a single person you know it's relevant uh, how do how do you live your life as as a uh, as a single person you know you don't got kids in your home but you 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 live to honor god too i mean yeah. it, worship is for absolutely everybody whatever age uh you know a 100 year old or a 10 year old um and so i'm excited to talk about it it's it, it is a basic uh reality of a healthy life and uh yeah i think Great. we're getting close to being done we are here we are so we want to thank everybody for listening this has been tim and Corey with the church on the hill podcast see you next time